Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 16, Deva Asura Sampat Vibhaga Yoga. Yoga of differentiation between the divine and devilish estates. These are the two types of qualities we have acquired in this world going through the various experiences throughout our life. And when we look at it from our perspective, for many lives we have been going through many different experiences. These experiences live impressions on my mind. Those impressions create tendencies. Those tendencies which I have is my wealth. That's all I carry around from one life to another. All other wealth which I consider my wealth right now is temporary and I have to leave behind. But this wealth which my tendencies I carry with me. So that's my permanent wealth. It's my permanent portfolio. So Bhagavan said that in that portfolio you may have divine qualities or divine tendencies and also devilish tendencies. Positive tendencies and negative tendencies. Positive as we always know is helpful. Negative as we always know is harmful. So these divine tendencies which I have are liberating by one side in the beginning of the chapter. These are liberating tendencies. These tendencies will lead me to act in a manner which will liberate me from my limitations. Limitations are the ones which are binding me to sorrows and unhappiness. If I'm powerful to own every piece of real estate in this town, then obviously I won't be competing for buying a house in Twin Hickory because I own everything. But because I'm never infinite, I'm limited, and this limitedness creates competitions and failures. So that creates sorrows and unhappiness. So I want to say that these divine tendencies which you have acquired through your experiences, which align you more with your own self, are liberating from this bondage, bondage of this identification with this body, mind, and intellect. This limited self, which I have right now considered to be my true self. On the other hand, the other tendency, the devilish tendency. Now, in this case, even though the word devilish or diabolical sounds too negative, but they are basically tendencies born out of my ignorance. Ignorance, what is the truth about my own self? So I come to the conclusion that there is no higher self, there is no one to control anything, whatever I can do, I am by myself, whatever I need, I need to do to get happiness. That type of belief will lead me to do things which are only for the sense gratification. This creates the negative tendencies and binds me more and more 
to this limited self. So Bhagavan said these tendencies are binding, which are in our normal term we call it a materialistic view of the world and materialistic approach to life. That this material will give me happiness. The things which I acquire from this world, things which I accomplish in this world will make me happy is the materialistic viewpoint. Spiritual viewpoint is if I can be happy by myself, then I really don't need anything to make me happy. Everything else may be just to fulfill my needs, but not wants. So desire to just sustain myself is not really unhealthy. But then when that desire becomes obsession for something, then, then it becomes unhealthy. As we know, everything in moderation is good. Even obsession to not do something can become very dangerous sometimes. So Bhagavan described these tendencies and said that these are the tendencies you should avoid, and these are the tendencies you should try to cultivate in you. And then he came to the last topic where he initially said that we have talked about divine qualities a lot. We'll talk about these devilish qualities in detail because that's what we need to pay attention to. As I said in the beginning that our mind has a tendency to only see divine in us, divine qualities in us, devilish qualities in others. Very easy to see what other people are doing wrong. Very difficult to see what I am doing wrong. We always enhance our resumes. We ask somebody to do his own self-evaluation at the end of the year. If you see his self-evaluation, there is no negative in it, period. His supervisor will find negatives in it. It is very important that we develop discipline to introspect and find what is not right within my own thinking and negate them. So Bhagavan said, these tendencies, you must know, these devilish tendencies, when you detect them in you, you say remove them so that you can move forward in your life. Your goal is to be happy. This tendency will never make you happy, even though it seems apparently that it will make me happy. It eventually make you unhappy and therefore avoid them. So we have seen that Bhagavan described that what a asuric person looks like. The ahankaram balam darpam kamam krodam chasamsritaha. They are full with ego, power, self-conceit, lust, and anger. Now, we all have all of that in some degree. But if all of them together are powerful, then you become an asura. If you have all five of them in a full capacity, then you become an asura. Mama Atma paradehesu pradvisanto abhisuyakaha. They hate my, my presence in them and in others. In other words, they have no value for life. They will have no value of life of their own or others. They will have no value for any noble act or have no desire or to appreciate other people. So they have no, no knowledge about what is divine in them or their own conscience. They will suppress their own conscience when it is trying to guide them. 
for a right actions. And they will also not recognize the good intentions of others around them when others are trying to help them. These people will hate me in their own body and also in the others. Tanaham drisataha kruran sansaresu naradhaman pami ajastram asuban asurisu eva yoniso. To this cruel doers, the lowest of low men. As I said, when you are, when you are qualified for this distinction, when all five of those qualities are fully developed in you, and there is no room for any divine tendency. Then Bhagavan I send them to the lowest of the units. And we have discussed last time. It is not that Bhagavan is punishing. So Bhagavan is not sitting there and punishing people because you are not doing this right. Your own actions will lead you towards the lower and lower state of existence. Whatever the tendency you develop, that is the environment you will feel comfortable. My tendency is to come to a Gita class, I'll feel comfortable here, and somebody may be comfortable doing something else, because their tendencies. If your tendency leads you down to this path of the hankara, balam, darpam, kamam, krodham, you will be born into the same environment again. If you consider the sense gratification is the only goal of life, then obviously you will be only seeking that environment and Bhagavan said, I is the law giver and law enforcer in this world. Put them into the lowest yoni again and again. Asurim, yonim, apanna, muda, janmani, janmani. Birth after birth. Having born in the demonic wombs. Why? Because that's the path I have chosen. Whatever path I take, I become good at that. So you start your career in engineering or architecture, medicine. You do the first project and the second project. and In a short time, you'll have a huge portfolio of work you do. And suddenly, whether you like it or not, you become an expert in that. And other people say, but you're only expert in this. We can give you work in this field because you only do this. That's how we become all experts in something. Because we continue to do the same thing over and over again in the same line of work or same line of actions. So these people are now becoming expert in Asuric existence. Asrim Yoni Mapanna, by taking birth in Asrim Yoni again and again, Mama Aprapyeva Kantoya Tatoyati Adhamam Gatim. They continue their existing without attaining me. Attaining me by not recognizing their own self. They continue their existence of one life to another without recognizing what is divine in them without recognizing the sanctity of life. And yantim adhamam gatim. And they continue to go lower and lower and lower. Because that's the path they are pursuing, they are, they are progressing into. And then he says, trividam narakasidam dwaram. So up till now we have just discussed what are the divine qualities, what are the devilish qualities, who are divine, who are devilish. But what is the cause? So this verse gives us the cause and also prescription, how to avoid them. Trividam narakasya idam dwaram nasanam atmanaha. These three are the gates of hell which are the destroyer of yourself. Kamaha, krodaha, tathaloba. Lust, anger and greed. These are the only three things which you have to avoid, Bhagavan. 
Now, knowing this, we fall prey to this three. Because how the karma works is, once you start thinking about some object, dhyayato, visayan, punsaha, when you constantly think about any object, you develop attachment to it. Then you create a desire for that. If you don't get that object, you are krodha, you will be angry. So you created attachment, that attachment became lust, lust in a sense that I ought to have it. Without that, life is not worth living. So that becomes a kamaha. A normal desire to buy a car is not a kamaha because I need it for transportation. But it becomes an obsession, I have to have BMW. And then BMW, 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 then it's a problem. If I don't get it, because I said, I can buy BMW in $50,000, and then by the time I accumulate 50000 the car has gone to 60000 or 70000 It almost is slightly above my pay grade. And that will make me angry. So Bhagavan said, that's the mechanism of lust. A normal desire is innocent. I'm thirsty, I need water. I have a desire to drink water. I'll get up, get a glass of water, and I'm done with it. But a constant obsession about something becomes karma. When that obsession is obstructed by this world, for me to attain that, I become angry. So that krodha. And we have learned in chapter 2, the anger, it shuts down my buddhi. Because we have this safety mechanism, just like the breaker trips in electricity, that to protect integrity of your mind and intellect, the intellect will shut off. So it doesn't overburden. So you have no access to your buddhi. Your memory bank is completely out of your reach. So you cannot access your wisdom when you're angry. Therefore, people say, well, I, I did it because I was angry. That means it's not appropriate, but I did it because I was angry. So all my actions within the state of anger are actually not really good for me. We all know that. Bhagavan said, so avoid karma. So you don't have to get angry. With krodha, that's the second gate of And now what happens is if I have a lust for something or karma for something and I achieve that object easily, then become greedy. I have the one time I've got it done. I buy a lotto for the first time and I get a hundred dollar prize first time. Well, it looks like this is an easy path. So I do it again and again. So it becomes greed. Why just hundred dollar? Maybe I can win a jackpot. So that success actually became a problem for me because I now crave to get that experience again and again and again. Again, when I fail at that, I'll be angry again. So at the end of the day, I will be nothing but angry. If I get what I want, I still will be angry. And if I don't get what I want, I still will be angry. So I live in the hell all the time. The Bhagavan said, therefore, Kama Krodha Tathalobaha Tasmad Etat Trayam Tyajet. Therefore, one should avoid these three. So we have learned, what is the purpose of learning this chapter? Introspection. Do I detect devilish tendencies in me? Negative tendencies in me? And if I detect them, I should know what the source of these tendencies are. That come from my lust and my anger and my greed. 
where do I find in my life that I'm greedy? Well, let's make sure that I avoid that. Where in my life I find that I'm obsessed about something? Well, let's make sure that I avoid that. So all I'm trying to avoid is getting angry. When I'm peaceful, the world will be peaceful. When I'm angry, the world is angry. Bhagavan said, Tasmat etat trayam trajat. These three should be avoided at any cost. Etehi vimuktaha. So what was the result? Etehi vimuktaha kaunteya tamo dwarehi tribi naraha. Acharati atmana sreyaha. Tato yati param gatim. There is no magic to it, Bhagavan said, to become good and getting the highest result. It's just a path you have pursued very scientifically. That you avoided these three gates of ignorance. One who is free from these three gates to darkness, ignorance. That person will now, Acharati Atmana Seyaha, his actions will be good for his own self, will also be good for the greater good, for the society. And thus constantly working in the manner which is good for you. Shreyas, we have discussed many times, the two words, prayas and shreyas in Sanskrit. Prayas is one that feels good. Result may not be good, but it feels good. Drinking beer feels good. Result may or may not be good, but it feels good. So that's why we are doing it. Shreyas is, it feels good and also will be good for you. It may not feel good, but still it will be good for you. Shreyas. Shreyas is whether I am temporarily struggling to perform that, but the result I know. Exercise, it may be painful to routinely do it, but I know it is good for me. When if I enjoy doing exercise, it's still good for me. If I don't enjoy doing exercise, it's still good for me. That's called Shreyas. So Bhagavan says, person who has avoided these three gates of hell, the hell is nothing but my state of anger and agitation. I'm constantly agitated because either I have got something which I want more and I can get it or something I didn't get it. One who has avoided this trap of getting angry all the time, all his actions will be shreyas. And therefore, the end result is tatoyati paramgatim. He achieves that highest state of perfection. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma kaschit dukkha bhag Om shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om